0: Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, November 10th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Hopes of an effective coronavirus vaccine sent equities skyrocketing yesterday. But even if a vaccine gets approved, how quickly could it be distributed? Plus another investigation into whether Google's squeezing out competitors, and Nikola acknowledges a US investigation into the electric truck company. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. It's a breakthrough in the race to find a coronavirus vaccine. U.S. pharmaceutical company Pfizer and Germany's BioNTech said their vaccine was more than 90% effective in a late-stage trial. If drug authorities gave it the green light, the shot could be available by the end of the year. The news swept through asset markets that had already been rising high on optimism over Joe Biden's victory in the U.S. election and sent shares in airlines, hotels, and aerospace soaring. All in all, the S&P 500 finished up a little more than 1%. The yield on the 10-year U.S. Treasury leapt about a tenth of a percent to its highest point since March. But will this optimism translate into some real results when it comes to the pandemic? Joe Miller, our Frankfurt correspondent, is with me on the line to talk about the vaccine. Joe, tell us about the latest phase three trial. How many people took part in it and, and how, what did we learn about the effectiveness of the vaccine?
1: Well, more than 43,000 people are enrolled in this phase three trial. And as of Monday, we've learned that independent assessors who are looking at a batch of results from these 43,000 participants were satisfied that this vaccine is more than 90% effective. And that's much higher than the threshold that is required by regulators such as the FDA and the EMA in Europe, which means that this vaccine is now on the fast track route to an approval, both companies, Pfizer and BioNTech, who are involved in producing this drug, think that they will be able to submit for emergency authorization in the third week of November and to have an approved drug within weeks after that.
0: Wow, so things are moving pretty fast. And um, since they are moving fast, we, we should probably know, how does this vaccine work?
1: Well, this vaccine actually is built with a novel technology called messenger RNA, mRNA, which has been the sort of big promise of vaccine producers for many, many years. Uh, this technology allows vaccines to be developed far, far faster than traditional methods. Now, of course, until now, this has never happened. And you've seen public health officials like Anthony Fauci on Monday react to this and say it was truly extraordinary that a, a vaccine that relies on this technology can be proven to be this safe.
0: So how quickly could it be available to the general public?
1: It could be available, the companies say, by the end of the year. That said, there will be a very small amount of this vaccine available this year, perhaps 50 million doses. And because it requires two shots per person, that would only vaccinate around 25 million people. The US has secured 100 million doses with the option to acquire another 500 million. The UK has procured 40 million. Japan has quite a few. Um, The EU is under negotiations to get 200 million. So these vaccines will go to countries that have already bought them and will go to countries where the drug is authorized, so probably to the US and the EU first.
0: How much might governments have to pay for this new vaccine?
1: Well, neither company has revealed how much they've sold the vaccine for, but analysts believe that the US government paid around $19.50 per shot, and this vaccine requires two shots. So you can understand it's roughly around $40 um, to immunize a person, which is a lot of money, but not for, for large governments.
0: In terms of getting it to the general public, you know, a lot of that has to do with how quickly it can be produced. How quickly could it get to a produce scale if it wins regulatory approval?
1: This prediction of 50 million this year and 1.3 billion next year the companies say that they can produce, that's reliant on their current capacity it remains to be seen whether these companies decide to license the drug to other companies who can produce more. But even if they do manage to increase vastly the amount of doses, all public health officials and even the uh, chief executive of BioNTech say that it will take more than one vaccine to reach a proper high level of immunization um, globally. So BioNTech and Pfizer may be first, but others will have to follow rapidly afterwards.
0: So, Joe, you know, some people have pointed out that this news broke after the U.S. presidential election, and, and, you know, some have insinuated that this was held on purpose, so it wouldn't help Donald Trump's chances in the election. Uh, You know, without speculating over why it happened, it is interesting timing, isn't it?
1: It is interesting timing, but it's worth pointing out that a few months ago, the virus was very much on the decline. In many of the countries where Pfizer and BioNTech had enrolled participants, they were worried that there just wouldn't be enough infected cases. In the interim, what happened, though, was that coronavirus, unfortunately, surged back in many countries around the world, and that was no longer a problem. Pfizer's CEO has been quite robust in saying that politicians making projections or trying to you know, rush the process along, in a thinly veiled reference to, to Donald Trump, Trump was not helping things. But both these companies have good reasons to claim that the reason this has come after the US election is merely to do with the amount of data that needed to be gathered. But there's no denying that there's certainly a sigh of relief in some of these boardrooms that they don't um, have to deal with a Trump administration that is jubilant about this and stock markets soaring days before an election.
0: Joe Miller is the FT's Frankfurt correspondent. Now, for the next story, we have to go back to September. Short sellers had just accused Nikola of fraud. A report from Hindenburg Research said the electric truck startup was exaggerating its technology in progress, and the claims caused Nikola's share price to plummet. Its founder and chief executive Trevor Milton stepped down, and the U.S. Department of Justice started asking questions. Well, yesterday, Nikola, while reporting quarterly earnings, said the company and Milton had received subpoenas from the U.S. Attorney's Office of the Southern District of New York. Milton has denied any deception, but for the first time yesterday, Nikola did acknowledge it's under investigation by the DOJ. Nikola says regulatory and legal costs have so far added up to a $5 million tab. That's tough for a company that hasn't generated revenue yet. In fact, Nikola reported a $117 million loss in the third quarter, up from the $16 million loss it reported during the same period last year. Nikola's shares were clocking in around $80 in June. Yesterday, its stock price closed at about $18.60 a share. And India's competition watchdog is going after Google. The Competition Commission of India has ordered an in-depth investigation into the tech group. The regulator did an initial review looking into the links between Google's mobile app and its payment service. The review found Google was unfairly squeezing out competitors when it required customers to use Google Pay to buy apps or make in-app payments in the mobile Play Store. Indian app developers have been complaining about Google's Play Store rules, and the Competition Commission called it a denial of market access for competing apps and leveraging on the part of Google. The in-depth investigation is expected to last 60 days. Google denies that it's taking advantage of any market dominance through its Android operating system and Play Store. Before we go, Beyond Meat took a beating yesterday. The plant-based burger company released its quarterly earnings on Monday. It missed net revenue expectations by a whopping $38 million. Shares were down 30% in after-hours trading yesterday. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news.
1: Care to join us? Learn how at bellandcat.com.